The invitations to participate in the 2020 census count will begin arriving in our mailboxes this week. It is an invitation you truly need to accept and participate by either going online, by mail, or on the telephone. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Yet, despite the high importance of the federal funds our communities receive being a direct correlation to the census count, far too many of our neighbors may not participate. According to the recent studies by the Associated Press and the Center for Public Affairs Research, the study indicates a low 55% are planning to participate, while 45%, yikes, are not. On the helpful side, 64% of non-college graduates plan to participate, while 81% of college grads will stand up and be counted. For our community multicultural neighbors, they continue to have a degree of census fear. Despite the law expressly forbidding any question regarding citizenship, and it's truly not on the form, we've seen the form, nor the laws preventing any sharing of census information with any other government agency, including law enforcement and immigration, the participation apprehension apparently continues. For help with the correct insight regarding all things census on this edition, we continue our conversation with the media specialist of the Dallas Census region, Ms. Laurie Cipriano. What other steps or confidential uh, security measures are you also taking? Well, federal law protects your census responses, so your answers can only be used to produce statistics. So our cybersecurity program meets the latest, highest standards for protecting your information. From the moment we collect your responses, our goal and legal obligation is to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Every Census Bureau employee takes an oath for life to protect your information. An oath for life? For life. Wow. Yeah, we have sworn to protect the confidentiality of your data, we could go to jail or be fined up to $250,000 if we violate that oath. Oh, it's backed up, isn't it? It is. Wow. They're serious about this. So any census responses or records used by the Census Bureau are strictly prohibited by law and can only be used to produce, produce statistics. And we are also prohibited by the same law from sharing individual data back to the agencies that gave us any data um, to begin with. So this is this is a one-way data exchange. Mm-hmm. So the census information will not be going to law enforcement or credit bureaus? Correct. I'm sure there are some people that don't want to take the census because they're thinking, oh, you know, the, I'll, I'll have the guys in blue knocking on the door, but... No, they they won't receive it either in credit bureaus who, you know, we've we've had some credit bureaus hacked here in America. So knowing that the census is not going to be sharing the information with them is good. Oh, we, you know, the one other thing that the other thing that I need to ask you about is that you're still hiring census workers, right? We are still hiring census workers. And some of them are going to be used to uh, to do some of the door to door. Correct. Yeah. Let me see. Yes, we are still hiring census workers, mm-hmm. and to become a census worker, there are certain requirements that must be met. You must be 18 years old and be a citizen of the United States and have yeah. a valid email address, and mm-hmm. you also have to complete a job application and answer some applicant 
assessment questions. So for many of the jobs, you will need a a valid driver's license and a vehicle unless public transportation is readily available. And you also need access to a computer with Internet and an email account to complete the training. They will be paid for training at a training pay rate. Yeah. And all candidates also have to pass an FBI background and fingerprint check. Um, all workers, all census workers must also follow strict guidelines and confidentiality laws. So, again, you must take that lifetime oath to protect the confidentiality of the data that you see and your work must be accurate and efficient. And to apply for these jobs, all you have to do is go yeah, to yeah, where where 2020census.gov forward slash jobs, or you can go to usajobs.gov. So applicants for temporary and field office positions can complete the entire application process online. Mm-hmm. And they can still, and you can still do it now. You can still do it now. Okay. All right. Because, uh, you know, folks are saying, well, you know, I don't know. They've been looking for people for a while, but uh, uh, you need a lot of people to get this thing done. They are recruiting uh, – Around 500,000 people across the country. Excuse me? Yeah. 500,000 people across the country? They're recruiting that many people. Yeah, yeah. There aren't that many jobs to fill, but they're recruiting that many people to fill all the necessary jobs in each state going down to the local county and different communities. Mm, No, no. That that really – it opened my eyes because that's more than the government workforce you're trying to recruit. So that is a big deal, a very, very big deal. For sure. Um, April 1st is Census Day, they're calling it. Is that when you're wanting everybody to kick off? But as soon as they get the invitation, they can just go on and, and get started. But are you having a big kickoff party and all that other stuff on, on April 1st? Well, April 1st is Census Day. And it's not April Fool. It's, it's not April it's, Fool. It's a real deal. <laughs> Um, some people say it's uh, on April Fool's Day because you would be a fool not to respond to the census. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> but um, uh, April 1st is the date that um, you're kind of thinking about when you're filling out the census because the census is based on who lives in your home as of April 1st. If um, if someone has a baby on April 1st or any day before April 1st, you want to make sure that you count that baby in the 2020 census. If the baby is born on April 2nd, mm-hmm. that baby not will counted? not be counted really? until 2030. So this is a count of everyone who is living in the United States on April 1st, First. 2020, and not after. So it's like a point-in-time study then. It is a point in time. So if you live in an, another country and you move here on April 3rd, you are not going to be counted in the 2020 census. Wow. Okay. No, I didn't know that one. I thought they might be picked up um, later, you know, somebody coming by or just double-checking, you know, the quality of it, you know, to see how that's going going to work. I think I read something that – is it April 1st to 3rd or someplace in there you're going to be making an extra effort to count homeless people? The thing about it and making it completely thorough, um, some of the invitations that the people are going to uh, receive, they're going to be in English and Spanish and multiple languages then? 
You can respond online or by phone in one of 13 languages and find assistance in many more. There are actually 59 language guides. But you can respond to the 2020 census in English, Spanish, Chinese, um, simplified Chinese, Mandarin or Cantonese, Vietnamese, Korean, Russian, Arabic, Tagalog, Polish, French. Tagalog? (laughs) <laughs> That's one we don't hear about very often. No, you don't. There's also Haitian, Creole, Portuguese, and Japanese. So many communities are organizing local efforts to help their residents respond, such as providing them at providing help at libraries and other mm-hmm. community centers. You said local. Uh, uh, you you have some community partners too that are are helping get the word out or do the count. How are they? Uh, structure to interface with the people? Well, those community partners, we have uh, a Census Bureau partnership staff. So those are teams of people who are in the community and have been working since last year and some maybe even longer. Sure. They've been working with organizations throughout the state. So we have partnership specialists working with schools and school districts and um, local governments. Um, We actually, (laughs) they formed lots of what we call CCCs or complete count committees. So there is a Colorado complete count committee. There is a Denver complete count committee. There's a Colorado Springs complete count committee. And those committees are groups of (laughs) people and organizations who we are training on the importance of the census and um, the basic information of what to do, how to do it, when to do it, timelines. And they're helping us because there are only so many of us, so we've reached out to our community members. So um, our Census Bureau staff um, is also going to be – conducting some events and at at locations in the future where people naturally gather in low responding areas to help people submit their responses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just question was sitting right on my head. Can those community partners help them fill out their census online or or something like that? Because you have a lot of seniors, you know, who who are scared of computers like me, <laughs> you know. Sure, they can they can give guidance, but remember that um, only a 2020 Census Bureau employee has taken the oath mm-hmm. and is is sworn to that oath. Yeah. Our other um, members of our complete count committees, while they have not taken that oath, um, we just like to remind people of who's taken the oath. So they are certainly there to help. Um, It is also – I do want to say that um, it's important that people respond to the census um, as soon as possible because census takers will visit your home only if you don't respond. If you haven't responded online by phone or by mail, then someone is likely to come to your door. So the Census Bureau will send additional reminders to addresses that don't respond. So the sooner you respond, the fewer reminders we'll need to send. If you're able to, please respond online by phone or by mail instead of waiting for a census taker to knock at your door. Um, If a census taker does knock on your door, 
if you're if you would like to verify who they are, again, you can make sure that they have their ID. Yeah. But we ask you to just cooperate with them. They're just there to help you answer those nine questions. And remember that your community needs your response. Um, census takers will visit households to help you do that if you haven't done it already. But if you do need help, we can respond in person and um, we also have census takers who can communicate in American Sign Language as oh, well as Sign language additional too? languages. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I mean, that is tremendous to know, you know, to make sure that, that yeah, yeah, the, yeah, no, that one took me by I didn't read that anywhere else, too, in preparing to speak to you about that. But ASL uh, also works. So there's more information then as the census count continues that you'll be outreaching to the public with if they need to know any. There's probably not going to be any major changes, but uh, at least stuff to avoid frauds and scams, how to make it better for you, how to get it mailed back and that kind of stuff. You'll be updating that as the process continues as well. Right. Is there anything else we have not touched that we really need to let the audience know about? Once those invitations start hitting, then all their questions will start coming up. Yes, there is. So your response to the 2020 census will shape how billions of dollars in federal funds are distributed annually to communities for the next 10 years, including rural and remote communities. So your response really does matter. The U.S. Constitution requires a census every 10 years. It determines how many seats each state gets in the U.S. House of Representatives. Yep. Census responses also inform funding for public programs in communities, including grants for rural housing, uh-huh. schools, health care programs, emergency medical services, and businesses. So it's your civic duty to respond to the 2020 census, and we certainly don't want you to miss uh, out on the chance to ensure your local representation in Congress for your community yeah, and shape yeah. its its future. Only one in five Americans, approximately 60 million people, live in rural areas. So um, the Census Bureau defines rural areas as any area outside of densely populated urban areas. And we are making every effort, as I mentioned, to make sure that we count mm-hmm. um, everyone living everywhere once, only once, and in the right place. Ms. Laurie Cipriano, media specialist of the Dallas region for the U.S. Census, has been getting us up to speed on the forthcoming count. Very little is required to be a citizen of these United States, filing our tax returns once a year, voting once every two years or so, and participation in the census once every decade. That's it. As residents, we all need to participate in the census count. Make your commitment to support our communities by participating online, by telephone, by mail, or should a census worker knock on your door as well. Without your census support, our federal funding level will be reduced, including any government support you may be receiving, and we don't want that. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.